0: Be baby, be, baby, be, baby, be baby ladies and gentlemen welcome back to season number two episode number one of the best of the best maverick's guide to success podcast there's been so much going on the past few months behind the scenes with the podcast and the podcast network that myself and db podcast are creating and i'm so excited for all you to hear about it but i'll Get into that a little bit more during the outro of the show. So make sure you stay tuned so you can hear about that. But Shout out and much love to my brother Helova for the new beats that you heard and are going to be hearing throughout season two. He created them especially for us, so thank you Helova, we love you. I also want to give a quick shout out and put a huge spotlight to my brothers Ben, Miles, and Jordan at DB Podcast. They're the producers of the show. I actually got to meet them a few days ago in person for the first time ever, which is crazy. But Thank you Miles for the great barbecue and Amazing hospitality, but they're the producers of the show. They're the reason that this show is coming through whatever speaker, earphone, or device you're listening through that's as clear as the waters and the exhumas. So, and if you don't know what the exumas are, definitely go search them. The water's pretty clear there, but shout out to DB Podcast Season 2, back up and running. Glad to be back behind the microphone. So if you're new here, welcome to the show. This show focuses on what I always say, the shit that's not taught in school, but essential in life. And this show will now be twice a month with shows coming out every other week. However, if you are not new here, you will hear that I am changing up the format of the podcast a little bit. So when we get into interviews, you'll hear what I mean. It's gonna be more of an open discussion with just some guiding topics. But as always, if you have any feedback, always feel free to leave a review, send a DM to the Instagram account, leave a comment and submit a form on the website because we do this show for you all. Want to educate you all. We appreciate the continued support for the show and the continued love and the messages I got while we were on a hiatus from season one to season two. And always make sure to check out the social media pages for the podcast at tbotbpod. You can go to the website to see how to contact a guest: www.tbotbpod.com. Or if you think you or someone you know should be a guest on the show. Feel free to fill out the form on tbotbpod.com. Tell us why you or someone you think is the best of the best and should be on this podcast. And real quick, let's get this disclaimer out of the way and that way we can get right into the interview. So everyone, please remember, the discussions on this podcast are for informational purposes only. I cannot predict and do not guarantee that you will attain a particular result from the information provided you should always seek professional assistance before making decisions in connection with the topics discussed. So thank you all for listening to what is usually a rather long intro, but hey, after a few months, I got some things to talk about, some refreshers, and I wanted to keep you in the loop of things as you all are continued supporters and listeners. So without further ado, let's get right into today's interview. i have a very very special person on today's show her name is tracy mcdonough am i saying that right yeah Yeah. okay so that was a rough one for me i always like to ask the guests how to say their name so she is the owner of a place called healing moments it's a holistic wellness center right is that the best way to talk yep holistic
1: wellness boutique
0: nice it is located in boca raton which is south florida Tracy, welcome to the Best of the Best podcast. How are you?
1: I'm awesome. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm so excited to have you on the show because first off, the way we met is so unique. Tracy doesn't know me as the kind to swear because when I go to see Tracy, I'm very zen and I'm very (laughs) calm and I try and be very out of touch with the outside world. So today she might see a different version of Maverick than she's used to the way that we met was so unique and you know, I had so much shit going on and things were crazy and life was crazy. And then I met you just out of randomness. I think your door was supposed to be locked, but it was accidentally left open. And I walked into your store and I met you and I saw what you know, your whole business was about and what you were about. And I thought, you know, I got to give this a try and really get to it. And so we met, we headed off and I've been coming to see you and, I think to tell you and to tell the listeners the reason I want to start off with Tracy as episode number one of season two on the best of the best podcast is because I wanted to set a tone for what this season is going to be. I could have gone and I could have picked the person with you know 250,000 followers online and got more exposure for the show. But number one that's not what I want this season to be about. I want this season to be as always about education, but what you do and how you've changed my life in just a short amount of time is something that is so important, I think should be taught at an educational level. And you really have made an impact. So you're here to set the tone for season two. So no pressure at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No pressure (laughs) at all.
0: And Tracy, why don't we start by having you tell People, the listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, what your specialties are so they can get to know you a little bit better.
1: Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, first, thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. The best of the best. That's pretty good. (laughs) So I started out as an energy healer by accident. Everything kind of snowballed from there. I really wasn't in the healing business. I got hurt and got forced into it in a very strange way. But I ended up, Really being with a lot of um, lots and lots of people and learning from the people about how they took care of themselves through the years and what happened in the end. And the ones that were taking care of themselves holistically, a lot of them were much older. So a lot of them were taking care of themselves holistically. They came from Europe in a totally different lifestyle. And then the ones that were here that were not taking care of themselves so well. And what happened, the first population I worked with were over 65 and I had 800 clients. Wow! My oldest client was 103 wow. and still played golf every day and went to the gym. And wow,
0: that's tremendous.
1: So I got very interested in how to take care of yourself. I ended up with um, my own catastrophic illness that I didn't expect totally out of the blue. And I had to choose how I was gonna treat that. I did a little bit of traditional treatment, but I learned a lot about non-traditional treatment and how really taking care of our bodies. Not that there isn't a place for traditional treatment. There's a place for medicine and surgery and all the things that we do. If you have a heart attack and you need heart surgery, you want a heart surgeon. But on a day-to-day basis, how we take care of ourselves is so important. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: it really starts with the mind. Yeah, The mind, like how you wake up every day and how you feel when you wake up and how you feel about your life when you wake up speaks to your body on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And everybody thinks that there's no connection between the mind and the body. And there's such a big connection between the mind and the body. Yeah. So I kind of experimented with my clients and it was so interesting the things that came back when I got them to kind of do some of the experiments with me. You know, like wake up in the morning and go outside and walk around in your yard and have your coffee rather than sitting in front of the news and see how you feel different. See how the day goes, you know, just like silly things like that, but really made such an impact. I ended up going back to school. I was a massage therapist and I ended up going back to school for a master's in social work just to help people and then just created this toolbox. I just kept learning new things as I was presented with people that needed different things.
0: Got it. I want to unpack a few things out of what you said, but first and foremost, I want to touch on what you said is getting up and having a mindset and not being connected, I guess is the best way to put it, to the outside world. And I don't know if we've talked about this since the last time i seen you because I've been traveling for the past month, so I haven't really got to seeing Tracy, which is very unfortunate if you know her because she is the best of the best, but... I started to wake up every day and I don't look at my phone for, I'd say the first, depends on how my dog's feeling and how much she wants to walk. But I'd say for the first 15 to 25 minutes of my day, I wake up, I don't have my phone as my alarm anymore. I go outside right away, put on clothes, go outside right away. And to the neighbors I talk to, I'm sorry because I haven't brushed my teeth yet. That comes afterwards. (laughs) But I go outside, I walk around and... Thankfully, I'm very blessed that I live by the ocean. So I get to smell that fresh ocean, salt water, and I walk around, you know, right when the sun's coming up. And that has made a huge impact on me. And I think it's because whatever is on your phone and whatever is in your life or your work or your personal life, that's always going to be there after those 15 to 25 minutes. And what I realized is taking that 15 to 25 minutes not only is healthy for you mentally and physically, but also emotionally, you get to think about what you need to complete that day, you're gonna set the mood for your day, how you're feeling. So I think it's very important that people, if they take anything out of this from me personally, I would take out, start waking up and not looking at any electronics. Like Tracy said, don't turn on the TV and watch the news, which I used to do way back in the day. Don't go on your phone and just start scrolling mindlessly. Wake up, do something, get outside. If you live in the cold, I don't know what to tell you. Don't live in the cold. That's what I've learned from moving down to Florida. (laughs) Um, But no, seriously, you start to learn different ways to start your day off on the right foot. And it makes a huge impact in your motivation, determination, how much you can get done for that day. But with that being said, like I said, I want to unpack a few things. I just had to say that because that has changed my life tremendously. And I've only been doing that for, I think, two and a half months, something like that. But let's talk about, you say you're an energy healer. Can we unpack that a little bit more and talk about what that actually means?
1: Sure. So we're energetic beings, okay? We have a measurable energy field around us. We have energy sensors in our body that are measurable. And when People are sick and depressed. The energy in the body is very low. It's kind of like a battery, right? We Mm -hmm. plug in our phones because the batteries start to die or anything that we use on a battery, right? But we don't ever really do anything to plug in our bodies. It's one of the things that happens when you go outside and get on the earth. You're actually charging your body because you're an electrical being and the earth is charging, right? But energy healing is about using my frequency and my energy kind of interrupt yours so people that come to me we use it in in cancer care a lot for pain and just for stress their energy is very low okay and as a healer i've learned how to keep my energy high and hold it right Mm -hmm. so people that are sick depressed angry those are lower frequency energies higher frequency energies are gratitude love and all the things you hear about that you should feel every day right yeah Lower energy frequencies are very heavy and dense, much easier to bring someone down. You're in a party, someone walks in in a bad mood to very easily change the mood of the party, right? Yeah. But I've learned how to hold that higher frequency, and two frequencies can't live in the same place at the same time. One of them has to give, and it's not going to be me. So... We call it hands-on healing. Most of the time, energy workers don't put their hands on people. I'm a massage therapist too, so I learned how to shift energy with physical as well. But It's really just a matter of being in your energy and channeling universal energy in order to help raise your vibration a little bit.
0: Got it. So essentially, because I know, and I'm totally okay and open to talk about me personally as sort of a Mm -hmm. guinea pig for the podcast, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I've come to see you and you have done some energy healing on me, I've walked away feeling different, you know, and it sounds crazy to say because... When you talk about this with someone that's so not open-minded, they're so closed-minded about things and you start telling them, you know, I walked away feeling different. They're like, oh, that's bullshit. You know, like that's (laughs) bullshit. How do you walk away feeling different when nothing even happened? You just have someone speaking some words to you. But I think it's deeper rooted and I think, that you have to be in tune with yourself. Would you agree with that or not really? Well,
1: you have to be open. What really is happening for people that don't understand it, because I don't explain all of this to people most of the time. It's really just about allowing yourself to just be for a little while mm-hmm. and see what happens. Because that energy work happens on its own. You don't have to know about it. Well, you have to give me permission, yeah. but you don't have to understand it. You don't have to believe it's going to work, it works. Yeah, And it's really just about allowing yourself to just be a little bit.
0: No, that's great. So you do energy healing and like you heard, you, she just kind of slipped into it, which is pretty crazy, but I think everything happens for a reason. So I think a question that some listeners might have is, is there any religious tying with the energy? Is it Jewish is it Catholic? Is there any, anything that ties those two together with the energy is this completely separate of those?
1: Energy work is really, it goes with the human being, right? Mm-hmm. It's really not a religious thing. Although they said Jesus did hands-on healing, right? We can all do hands-on healing. When I was two years old, I used to walk up to strangers and put my hands on their head and close my eyes and put my forehead on their forehead. My mother was terrified at the time. It wasn't <laughs> like it is today. Could even imagine. I was going to
0: say, if that's today, oh God. Exactly.
1: I'm going to be 60. So it was quite a while ago. But she said, You just used to like stay there for like a minute or two. And that's a long time for a two year old. And she said, You'd open your eyes and look at them and say, Do you feel better? And she said, These strangers would look at me and say, You know, I really do feel better. (laughs) You know, what was that? So, really, it has to do with humanity, I believe. I don't think it's a religious thing.
0: And when you talk about being a child and doing that, I think there is something to say about when people say, you know, I want to release my inner childness and how when I was a child, I was able to just think freely and not have all these worries in the world. I think there is something that. When you were a child at one point, because we all were, we've looked at the world much differently. And I think that obviously stuck with you in today's world where some people kind of just lose track of that and they just get so caught up with whether it's bills or whether it's making sure that they feel valued or trying to feel valued, whatever it may be. So... The type of people that come in to see you, Tracy, right? Let's take Maverick out of the equation for a second. But the type of people that come in to see you, are they people that are hurting? Are they people that are happy? Is it all range of people? It's
1: all ranges of people. I always say no one shows up by accident. Everyone that is supposed to be there shows up. And some of them believe in what I do and know about it. And some of them have no idea. And uh, well, I have a lot of people that, call because they're in pain because I do massage. I have a lot of people that are looking for energy work. I have a lot of people right now, this last two years, they're just so stressed out. They just need something. They don't even know what they need, but they know what I do is something that they need.
0: Yeah, so I wanna shift the conversation a little bit to talk about the younger generation because that's primarily who listens to the show. And when I take a look around at my peers and people that I know, Everyone is so connected online because that's business. That's how we socialize nowadays. And that's how you hear about news. It's everything. I think it's so important for people. You always hear the word, you know, disconnect and don't be connected to the online world. As cliche as it may sound, I think that it's very important to do so. So, do you see people of a younger generation more and more? stumbling upon you, I guess is the best way to put it.
1: Yes, because the stress in your generation is, beyond ridiculous. And part of it is the connection to, first of all, EMFs is a totally different story, right? You're getting bombarded with electromagnetic fields all day long. But the other part of that is because you're online, life is going so fast that your brain just has to keep up, right? You know, it's like you're on the phone, you're on the internet, you're doing emails, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're talking to 15 people at the same time in text, right? everything's going so fast that your nervous system is completely on overload. And people right now at that age have never learned how to handle that. You know, it wasn't like it just happens, you know, it it was like that, although there are kids born today, right? That I have a client who has a three-year-old who has a computer and an iPad and a phone, and it's crazy. Yeah. So it's why we're seeing, you know, tumors in children so much younger because there's just too much exposure, too much stress. The stress on the body creates a lot of physical disease. So I think we've talked about it once. Things happen to us in layers, right? Mm -hmm. Energy is our first defense. The next is psychological, the next is emotional, and then physical. That's how we manifest physical disease, okay? There's stress in the energy. Then it creates psychological distress that creates an emotion, right? Emotional distress. And then eventually we manifest physical disease. When they say stress kills, that's not a physical thing. That's an energy, right? Interesting. And that's how we end up getting sick. And unfortunately, you know, the younger generation today has blood pressure, has Crohn's, has you know, all kinds of imbalances and problems. And a lot of them can be directly related to the lifestyle, right? Because they just can't slow down.
0: So what would your advice be to someone that maybe isn't a fortunate enough to come and, you know, see Tracy and physically be with Tracy, what can they do outside of that to try and maintain this balance of how we're supposed to be not as stressed, not as connected, not as, you know, mindlessly scrolling, 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 and not even paying attention to what you're scrolling to. What can they do at home to try and calm themselves down? How can they feel at home how I feel when I walk into your place?
1: I think the first thing is just breathing. Cause if you really check in, just sit back for a minute and notice you're breathing, you're not breathing. You know We're supposed to diaphragm breathe. You watch babies breathe, their belly goes up, their belly goes down. The more anxiety you have, the more stress you have, the busier you are, you take more shallow and more shallow and more shallow breaths. You end up breathing like not even to the middle of your chest. So one thing you can do is really just sit back for a minute, put your hands on your belly, don't raise your chest or your shoulders, and take a breath and really fill up your belly. And notice, don't raise your shoulders or your chest. Yeah. And you'll notice that you'll actually get a breath. And by doing that, you're bringing more oxygen into the body, which brings more circulation to the tissue, oxygen to the brain, changes everything.
0: So, do you think that just a general sickness, and, you know, we can add COVID in there, but a cold, a flu, COVID, you know, something even smaller than that, just like a little cold where you got the sniffles and a cough, do you think it's, I don't wanna say triggered, but is it worse with the high stress and this and that? Is that happening because of these situations sometimes?
1: Yes, so the high stress puts a lot of pressure on the immune system, right? You're releasing hormones and chemicals into your body that are raising your heart rate, raising your blood pressure, putting your body into fight or flight on a constant basis. We have this sympathetic nervous system that we were born with to run away from a tiger, right? You Mm -hmm. get into fight or flight because there's a tiger chasing you, and then you run away and you hide, and then it goes away and you calm down and you come out of fight or flight. The generations today, and in every generation today, is in constant fight or flight. The body is never in a calm state. So the blood pressure craze right now is ridiculous. People's heart rates, people's blood pressures, you know, all the things that are going on because the body's always in alert. So that depresses the immune system. And yeah, it's much easier to catch anything or just to create disease in your body yourself.
0: You know, what's so crazy that when you bring that up is I'd say a few weeks ago in this exact the conference room where we're sitting at my office, there was a doctor in here. I had my dad in here. He had a back issue. He hurt his back somehow did something back there. I forgot what this guy was doing. But He was doing something and then he was like, you know, let me check your blood pressure. He was able to, or maybe it was his blood. I don't know what it was, but what's the thing they put around your arm? They squeeze blood pressure, pressure, Mm -hmm, right? Okay, I want to make sure I wasn't making a fool of myself on my own podcast, (laughs) but he was able to control it. And so it wasn't so high with his breathing. I was looking at him and I was making a joke. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, (sighs) a little ASMR for you podcast listeners, (laughs) but he was sitting there and he's doing this and I'm making jokes and making fun of him. And then at the end, the doctor's like, wow your blood pressure is great. It's perfect. And he's like, yeah, because I was breathing and I was I was making sure that I was regulating and controlling it with my breathing. And I said to him, I said, when did you possibly learn how to ever do something like that? I mean, you met my dad before. He's all over the place. He's got a million things going on at once, which is not the best. And that's another story for another time. But he was able to control it. So I think that goes to show from a firsthand experience how important it is to Just for a second, take a second and breathe and make sure that you're not getting so caught up with the grind of the day and can stay grounded. And talking about staying grounded, I want to talk about something that interested me very much when you told me to do it. And when I was doing it, which I'm always honest with you, Tracy, I haven't been doing it, unfortunately, was going and putting my feet in the sand every day every single day. I was doing it for a little bit and then I paused and I've been in and out of town and I wanna get back into it. But why is that so important in your eyes?
1: Well, a couple of things. One of the things I talked about is the grounding and the electricity and the energy that comes from the planet, right? Feeds our body, human beings belong on this planet. But the other part of it is all the stress keeps us in our head right? Mm -hmm. And if you can actually take your energy and your thoughts down to your feet, and when you put your feet in the sand, it's a good feeling, right? You think about it. You're like, wow, that feels good. It's cold, it's hot, it's warm, it's wet, whatever. Your thoughts, you take yourself right down to your feet, out of your head, which helps to ground you. And by grounding you, you're balancing the root chakra, which is our foundation, And by doing that, you create balance, right? Because imagine all your energy is up in your head. So imagine someone, if all their weight was up in their head, how balanced would they be?
0: I might know some people like that, though, that are (laughs) (laughs) big-headed.
1: But think about it. How easy is it to just push them over rather than having someone that has a foundation, you know? Absolutely. So there's a physical response from the planet, but there's also, you know, an energy response and a psychological response. In doing that.
0: I really did feel something. And while we're on track of talking about what you've recommended me to do, I wanna just go over a few things we've done as I've been a client of yours and just break them down briefly. And the first thing is I wanna start off with Beamer. Is it spelled B-E-E-M-E-R? So it's
1: bioelectromagnetic energy regulation
0: what she said, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) But what is it? Break it down for them.
1: So Beamer is a physical vascular therapy device that delivers an energy field to the body that the body recognizes in a specific area. It actually works on circulation at the capillary level, at the capillary sphincter. So it delivers the signal in 10 and 30 Hertz would add a rhythm and a signal that your blood flow recognizes. So it helps to increase circulation, specifically to muscle. So it's approved for circulation to muscle for pain, Okay, but it's a bioenergy device. It's delivering a signal to your body, which is helping to increase circulation, which takes pressure off the rest of your body, which eventually calms your nervous system and relaxes you, right? Reduces inflammation.
0: Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. So, would you recommend it for you know any inflammation at all? Wherever yeah. you have inflammation, you can put it.
1: So, it's a mat you lay on. Okay. okay, and then there's attachments that are more focused. There's an attachment for muscle and organ and deep tissue. There's an attachment for bone and joint. So, it was originally developed for neuropathy, which is you know circulation to the feet. Neuropathy yeah. is when you can't feel the yeah. bottom of your feet. So I recommend it for everybody. We all have circulation. It improves circulation. It improves microcirculation, which is extremely important because as we age, microcirculation shuts down, which is why as we get older, we get neuropathy in the feet, arthritis, knees, hips, hands, stenosis in the back. We lose our eyesight and we need readers. That's all microcirculation. Wow. So this speaks directly to that system and optimizes that system by 30%.
0: You know, I understood it at sort of a base level when I came to see you for the first time and you explain it to me and I just trust you because I love you. So I was just like, all right, you know, whatever she says to do when I'm there, I'm doing for sure because I walk away feeling different, but I never understood what it actually was doing. And that's pretty remarkable that it's able to do that. Why isn't that more widespread in your opinion? Why do you think that's not utilized more so in everyday life and world for the common person?
1: Well, it's a medical device out of Lichtenstein. It's been around for 22 years and it is used out of this country in Many medical facilities and hospitals. The United States is different when it comes to holistic wellness. I think that we're starting to change a little bit because people are starting to change and be more open because we're not getting better, we're getting sicker, you know?
0: I wanna stop real quick and talk about holistic wellness and holistic healing. What does holistic mean? You hear people talk, are you taking a holistic approach or Western medicine, Eastern medicine? What kind of approach are you taking? And when people talk about holistic, what does holistic mean in actuality?
1: Okay, so the true definition of the word, which is what my space is about, is the whole human, right? Okay. Holistic meaning the whole human, meaning the mind, the body, and the spirit. We are connected, we're not just you know, the physical. But a lot of people use that term in terms of medications. Are you doing allopathic medicine? Are you taking medications? Are you having surgery? Or are you trying things like Beamer therapy and other things for pain before you go to painkillers? You know, so Mm -hmm. a lot of people use holistic in that sense.
0: In your professional opinion, I should say, being in this industry for a long time and being a leader in this in South Florida, why do you think that the holistic healing method is sometimes frowned upon in a general sense? Why would you say so? Because I, when I tell some people that I don't really know, maybe as well as, actually I shouldn't say that because I really don't give a shit, which I sometimes purposely say that I go to holistic doctor, which is again, a story for another time. But why do you think it's looked down upon by some people?
1: Because I have to be careful how I say this, but we are a disease driven nation. Most nations are prevention-driven, right? Germany, which is where Beamer comes from or outside of Germany, they pay for healthcare. So they want their citizens to be healthy. The government doesn't benefit on people being sick. And unfortunately, in this country, it works a little bit different. We have disease care, not healthcare. And so when we're born, we learn that in this country. I say we're brainwashed. You're a child and you get sick and the first thing they do is give you a baby aspirin. You know fever has a purpose you have to have a very high fever before it becomes dangerous so why would you give someone an aspirin with a fever of a hundred when the fever is actually killing whatever it is that's causing the problem the fever is just a response to a viral bacterial something going on in the body the fever is there to fix it but we don't learn that I think it's really lack of education is the answer. People just don't know. They don't understand. They don't know. And holistic wellness is about putting the body in a position to do what it wants to do, which is heal itself. And most people that frown on it are already so sick that it would take a very long time to backtrack and have the body do that. They'll just tell you it doesn't work because it takes time to do that. It's not instant gratification. It's not a pill, a quick fix, a Band-Aid.
0: And no one's really making a ton of money on it.
1: And insurance doesn't pay for it, and people don't want to pay for things. So, I mean, it's that's a whole show in itself. <laughs> yeah,
0: No, and I and I wanted to touch upon that because I know you and I are on the same wavelength with that topic in general because this show is an educational show and I wanted to bring you on to touch upon that and a few other things. But I think it's important for people to understand I always talk about due diligence. I talked about it a ton throughout my 52 episodes of season one and I'm gonna talk about it probably more so on this season. But it's important that you do due diligence. And I always use the analogy of a business business sense but also in a health sense you want to make sure you're going to someone that knows what they're doing and like tracy said no one's ever saying don't go to a doctor doctors have a place surgeons have a place they're important they're educated they've studied this for a long time but on the other hand there have been a fair amount of doctors that have gotten dinged for doing things they shouldn't be i.e. prescribing medication that's putting money back into their pocket and in maverick's opinion which who is Maverick? Maverick's a 23-year-old podcaster that lives in South Florida. But in my opinion, going through things and going through the medical system, it's all just a band-aid. No one is really looking to heal you, to fix you. Because what I realized it probably when I was 16 years old and I was dealing with some stomach problems that you and I have talked about, I quickly realized that no one's trying to fix the problem. They're trying to give me a medication to put a band-aid on that problem. But really But I still have been trying to get that down to the bottom of is what is that problem? Where is the problem occurring from? Where is the root of that problem? And our medicine in the United States doesn't really care about where it's coming from unless it's going to make money, which is sad. But that's the reality of things. And that's why I love having my own show, because I can just say that, you know, (laughs) I don't have to report to anyone. But that's the truth of how I feel. And I think that there are definitely things people can do, whether it's water fasting, whether you know it's drinking juices or taking vitamins or doing a mixture of those things to create a healthy living environment for your body inside of your body. And after seeing Tracy and learning about something that we're gonna talk about next, I think it's so important that you do get in tune because so when I was in college, I still tried to eat healthy, Tracy. I, you know, I still tried to maintain that, healthy lifestyle, but it's hard when I went to a school. And this is literally the number one reason I didn't like where I went to school the city, because there was no food options. The healthiest place we had was Whole Foods, which is healthy. It's fine. But sometimes I don't want to have to make my own food. And Whole Foods, you got to make your own food. Where I was going with that is I just think that the lack of knowledge in our educational system you know people are eating mcdonald's people are eating fast food people are eating domino's people are eating all these different kinds of food which i can talk about it because i have done that i ate that i've lived that lifestyle and you feel so much better when you're in tune when you're going to see someone like Tracy on the regular, if it's possible for you to do that. But it's so important and I can't emphasize it enough for my personal opinion because I've seen it change lives and I've seen, you know, the research Tracy's done when I've been in her office and what she's showing me and what she's sending me and texting me and just checking up on me. She's a genuine person. Yes, I am going to Tracy, and you're all gonna say, Well, you're paying her and you're gonna keep her in business. Well, <laughs> Of course, she's making a living doing this and educating me and helping me along the process. But in no way, no form is she obligated to send me a text at 930 on a random night and say, hey, Maverick, just checking in. How are you? Haven't seen you in a while. You know, I want to see you soon. Is everything okay with you? Are you doing okay? Is there anything I can do for you? She certainly is not obligated to do that. And I think that's the difference maker where, I mean, I have a, a close friend who was my doctor before I moved to Florida and he sometimes did that, but other than that, your doctor is not texting you asking how you're feeling. You're only calling them when you are sick and when you need them. But now that my rant's out of the way, (laughs) I want to talk about and water.
1: Yeah, but nutrition is important and that goes with that. And this is the thing in our country. Doctors only get less than one semester of nutrition in their education.
0: So not to interrupt you, there is a uh, medical school in Michigan, Wayne State Medical School, I think is the full name of it. Sorry if I'm mistaken on that. And they just introduced a program where their students now have to go through, I think it was three or four semesters Good. of nutritional education to start that healing process, not the Band-Aid process, the healing process at a nutritional level, because it's absolutely, I mean, eating certain foods changed my life.
1: Yeah, because functional medicine is becoming very huge. And functional medicine doctors, that's what they do. They look for the root cause, they don't look to just give you something to deal with yeah. your symptoms. And
0: what's functional medicine?
1: So, functional medicine is exactly what it says. It actually deals with the function of the body.
0: Okay. And it how makes does sense. the body
1: function? You know, the foundation for that is what we're putting in it, right? Yeah. What's the fuel we're giving it?
0: Yeah. And I always say this part of what I'm going to say very boldly because medicine, modern day medicine, some of it has gotten our lifespan to be where it is today. But we need to look at more things of, you know, the processed foods that we're eating, what's in those foods and what is that doing to the body? Just look at things on a deeper level, no need to put on a tinfoil hat and go conspiracy theorists on it, but just look at it on a deeper level and say, okay, if I eat this, this is gonna cause this in my body, which is maybe gonna cause this for my health certain things like that to look at it. But when we talk about putting things in our body, obviously water is very important. Before I met you, a long time before I met you, when I was probably 15, 16 years old, I followed this guy on Instagram. His name was Austin Weiss. He is a big gun guy. He makes ammunition now, has a super successful company now. And he was very sick and he would post this King and water machine. I'd see it all the time on Instagram. I was wondering what's King and water, you know? So I started doing a little research on it when I was 16. And I said to myself, when I have my own house one day, I want one of those machines. Moved down to Florida, moved in with my girlfriend, and I told her, I want a King and water. She said, You're crazy. You're spending this much money on a King and machine. I go, Yeah, but in the long run, we're going to spend money on water bottles. It will even out. But can you break down what King and water is, why it's important, what it does for the body?
1: Sure. So the King and water machine was originally developed for hospitals in Japan. It's actually a medical device. And it produces seven different kinds of water, but the drinking water that we drink is hydrogen-rich, okay? We need those hydrogen molecules, so it's microclustered, restructured, alkaline water, okay? So we know that disease cannot live in an alkaline state, and just the stress alone never mind all the garbage we put in our body but just the stress alone in our body creates so much oxidation that we're in an acidic state and look at the stats on how many people have cancer you know like this is an acidic country we create the acidity we eat things that create acidity we breathe in things that create oxidation in our bodies The Kangen water specifically helps to counteract that. The most important thing with Kangen water is the ORP value, the oxidative reduction potential, how much it reduces oxidation in the body. And most things that we drink, especially if they're in something like plastic, it's full of dioxins, full of chemicals, has a positive charge. Anything that has a positive charge is not doing anything good for us in our body. Mm -hmm. Things like green tea have a negative charge maybe negative 40, maybe negative 80, depending on the team. Kangen water has a negative charge up to negative 800, which is considered medical grade water. Wow. I mean, it produces other waters. It produces uh, hydrochloric acid, which is 2.5 water, which kills, you know, it's antibacterial. When people were looking for antibacterial, I had Kangen water, you know? Yeah. When nobody you didn't else need to had to go and buy anything. Exactly.
0: And why do some people say... And I'll call my girlfriend out on this. Yes, Olivia, when you listen to this, you will hear me calling (laughs) you out right now. And Tracy knows you very well. Why do people say that King and Water is a scam? You hear it all the time. I've heard King and Water is a scam. It does nothing for you, it's all a facade, it's all fake news. Why are they saying that?
1: So anything we talk about, there's always gonna be two sides, right? People are gonna say this is good for you and people are gonna say, no, it's not good for you for whatever reason. Not everyone, alkaline water is not good for everyone. I think it has a lot to do with how we sell in this country. A lot of things that are brought into this country, specifically holistic devices, are brought in as direct sale items, right? Mm -hmm. The idea is that I sell it to you And I get paid for that. And what I get paid for is educating you on what it is you actually bought, how to use it, and use it appropriately. And a lot of people will say, oh, that, you know, it's, what is the... uh,
0: Pyramid scheme?
1: They call it that, but it's not really. They call it multi-level marketing, right?
0: Yeah, MLM.
1: They teach this in Harvard, right? They teach... Multi-level marketing and Harvard. Yeah. Market. A lot of businesses that are coming in right now. That's how they're actually selling because consumer to consumer is a much better model than taking your product to stores that take like sixty percent of your profit. Right. Exactly. Especially when it's something that you need education on. This is something you need education on. This you can't just buy one of these machines and not know what you're doing with Which it. Which I did
0: right (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately because i bought it from someone that was not tracy and it was way before i knew tracy but that's unfortunate that i did that and you taught me about it honestly this guy didn't teach me about it which is crazy
1: like i said i have a friend who cannot drink alkaline water it's not good for her body and we need to know those things and if i just sell you something and you go on your way and you start drinking alkaline water thinking it's good for you they sell it in stores people buy it all the time but you know
0: I've seen that recently. and Maybe I just saw it because it's like, you know, when you think of a yellow car and then you start looking on the road exactly. and there's yellow cars. It's, but
1: It's called reticular activating system. It's turned on and you're actually noticing things. Yeah,
0: so is that real in the stores when you see the bottles that have the 8.5? Yeah,
1: it's alkaline water. Unfortunately, depending on what they put it in, I've had people bring me alkaline water the same exact water in 10 different bottles, but it's in plastic. And I've actually tested the pH of every one of them and they're all different. So the chemicals and how it's exposed to the environment makes a big difference too.
0: So as we're recording this, Miles is editing out when I drink, it's making a sucking noise because I accidentally brought my <laughs> sucking water bottle, which I usually don't for <laughs> my podcast. But I, I don't know. What would you call this? Alumina? I don't know what this would be. Stainless steel. Stainless, That's stainless steel. Okay. And you have a glass water bottle. Right. Mine was filled with king and I finished it for the day. So unfortunately, I'm using crappy old regular water. (laughs) But I usually do bring this filled with Kangen every day. And I actually do have that glass bottle. I need to start using it. But is there a difference between drinking from a glass to a stainless with the Kangen or with plastic? Is it all different?
1: Well, remember, Kangen water is live water. Okay. It's an electrolysis machine. So it's actually charged water. It has a high ORP value, which is the antioxidant. So my glass bottle is brown because that preserves the oxidation of the antioxidants, right? It's going gotcha. to oxidate slower, but also glass, you know, plastic isn't just bad for your body. It's bad for the planet. So, yeah. I mean, nobody should be drinking plastic anymore. I hate if you care about where plastic. you live, forget about your body. If you don't care about your body, but if you care about the planet we live on, right? Stainless steel is better than plastic. It's still going to oxidize a little bit, There's still, you know, we're just now finding out about the metal toxicities that we actually get from like using aluminum pans and, you know, so stainless steel right now is still safe. As far as Kangan water goes, it's not going to last as long as it would in a glass bottle. But if you're just drinking it for the day, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Okay. And when you talk about, you know, these studies are coming out with all these different pans and aluminum and this and that. Where can we go from here, Tracy? You know, it seems like everything nowadays this is bad for you. This is bad for you. This isn't good for you. This is just destroying your body on the inside. Where do we go? Where is the light at the end of the tunnel for this stuff?
1: You know, it's about getting back to basics. So when I talk about food with my clients and they really want to know, my best answer is if it comes from the planet, eat it. And if it comes from a factory, don't, right? Mm -hmm. If it's Something you can grow in your grass, eat it. If you eat meats and it's an animal that's grown in a pasture, eat it. Do you have to think about what the animal's eating? Yeah. Do you have to yeah. think about what they're putting in the animal meat? Because whatever in that meat, you're going to be eating, right? Mm-hmm. So do you have to start being conscious about that stuff? But you have to start somewhere, right? So the basics is stay away from packaged food. Stay away from... You know, things that have shelf life because they have a shelf life, they have chemicals to keep them on the shelf. Our body doesn't know what to do with these chemicals. This is the biggest problem. Our body, again, was born on the planet, meant to eat and drink from the planet. So it knows how to filter the things that we are supposed to eat. It doesn't know how to filter the chemicals that we're exposed to or the pollution we're exposed to. You know, everything gets stuck in our tissue. And what happens to mold on a wall? Right? Over time, it destroys the wall. And it's the same thing. The chemicals get into our tissue and then eventually destroy our tissue. Aluminum, you know, they find it in the brain. It's very big. The Alzheimer's are saying aluminum has a lot to do with, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's because they find it in the brain. Wow. You know?
0: Wow. That's crazy. I did not know that, honestly. I did not know any of that. But I think it's important when you say getting back to the basics, I think it's important to look back on any problem that is currently in today's society. It's funny, I had this conversation with Olivia. It's like, you can't invent something new, right? The base idea of, I'd say 99.9% of things are already there. A straw, for example, the straw started off as something it's plastic now, it's glass now, it's paper now. So you're never gonna reinvent that, but reinventing the way we think about things and getting back to, okay, where did this idea originate from? And what was it back then? I talked about planned obsolescence where things are made to break nowadays, but same thing as planned obsolescence, they're made to break so you go and buy something else of the same value from the same company. But same goes with any product now. They're just looking to, I don't want to necessarily say cut corners because I do consider myself an entrepreneur and businessman, but they're looking to be as profitable as possible. And being as profitable as possible is not always the best for the end consumer when we're talking about things like aluminum or things that we're using in our households, but that's what's readily available. That's what we know, that's what's easiest. You can crumple it up and throw it away and you don't have to worry about the mess. It's definitely an interesting take because that's something I wanted to ask you too. It's like, okay, with all this said, where do we go? And I just think you gotta start one by one. Like for baby me- Baby steps, exactly. Just baby steps.
1: I stopped drinking soda when I was 18. I'm gonna be 60. I'm 59. So I stopped drinking soda, but that was like the first thing. Mm -hmm. Carbonated drinks, by the way, are terrible for you, even if it's carbonated water. So if you drink anything carbonated, that should be your first step. Okay. But yeah, I tell all my clients, just baby steps. Take away one thing at a time. You know the things that you do that aren't good for you. Yeah. You know? So let it come to your mind. What's the worst thing? What do you think you need to get rid of first?
0: Yeah, exactly. No, and I think when you think about it like that might be a little scary, but you can definitely think of some things. And Mm -hmm. I try to make little changes all the time just to better myself and better my health. And like I said, I'll say it a million times since I've gone to Tracy. Yes, I feel better physically and mentally, but emotionally, just if you ask people like I feel more open, I feel. More vulnerable, but in a good way, if that makes sense. I feel like I'm allowing myself to do certain things and try new things and be more open than I was before. And maybe that's from the energy healing. Maybe that's about my mindset of certain things due to the energy healing. But I think it all goes hand in hand with one another when I put these things together and I go come and see you and you know, we're there. And when I leave you and and when I'm on my drive home afterwards, it's just like wow. You know, I wish this feeling could last forever. But the reality is. I don't know if it can last forever. It can. Yeah, I it's know. It's a and learned behavior. Me, and you say this, to it's me. a
1: learned behavior, right? Remember, I said to you, if you're consistent with anything, your body has memory. Your nervous system will have memory. So we talked about my focus. My focus is mainly to help people calm their nervous system, which starts the inflammatory response to reduce, right? And then everything else I do on top of that, your body's able to receive and it will hold on to it longer and longer and longer because it becomes familiar and you know how to take yourself back there. The more you take care of yourself.
0: Yeah. And real quickly, because we're winding down to the end of the interview, the last thing I want to talk to you about was what's the bed that I lay on there with the sounds and oh, the that I always fall asleep in. Sound bed. Yeah. Talk about that. Because that, if you have the ability to go check one of these things out, type in whatever she said near me. What is it called?
1: Fibroacoustic Sound Lounge. Mm-hmm.
0: Go search near me. And go and sit in one of these things, but what's the benefit of it? Because so, vibroacoustic
1: therapy, it's been around for thousands of years, right? But I think in the 30s, um, there was a scientist who actually connected vibroacoustic therapy and how it is actually therapeutically relevant to the body. So, we listen to frequencies and music. If you listen to meditation apps at night, you're Most likely listening to frequencies that are going to create a meditative state. So you're listening to frequencies in music for all kinds of things physical pain, emotional stress. And then you're laying on a table that picks up the frequency and vibrates at the same frequency. So now your brain hears the frequency as music. Your body feels it as vibration and it creates an entrainment in the body. And it takes you out of that fight or flight brainwave state down into a more relaxed brainwave state. It actually shifts your brain and your your body follows suit, right? Because they're yeah. entrained now.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I love that thing, Tracy. I really appreciate it because you've made such an impact in my life, and I'm still learning new things. And you know, I'm trying to be open. But like you said, it's no accident that I met you. It's no accident that I was like, "Oh, what's this place?" You know, and I walked in because I saw the King and Water. That's why I came in. I saw King and Water on the window. I was like, "Okay, got one of these machines." Person didn't really teach me how to use it, but if she's got it, I probably like her. So. <laughs> (laughs) Before we get out of here, two things. First, do you have some contact information you want to share with the listeners so they can contact you?
1: Sure. Um, It's healingmomentsfl.com is the website. New website's going up next week, so you'll actually be able to really listen to all about this. Oh,
0: wow. I'm Um, excited.
1: I'm in Boca Raton, Florida. Our phone number is 561-931-2187. Or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, healing underscore, I think it's healing underscore momentsfl.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you'll find her, but definitely, you know, even if you don't live in Florida, I'm sure she's always willing to call you over the phone, do something, do anything she can. She's a helper. That's what she is. That's why I love her. She's a helper. She's a leader. But I always end every podcast when I have a guest on with this question. And that question is, Tracy, what do you wish you knew when you were in your early 20s?
1: Oh, a lot of the holistic wellness modalities that I know now. I had cancer. That's what brought me to this genre to begin with. And I did some traditional treatment that I'm still paying for. So yeah. Listen, Mm
0: -hmm. listen to that. Start educating now. This is an educational podcast. We talk about different things, health, business, lifestyle, wellness, but overall we're about education. But Tracy, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for making me feel better physically and mentally. And listen, this is your due diligence right here. If you wanna go see Tracy, you don't need to look any further. I'm not gonna BS anyone. I'm not gonna tell you, oh, she's great and she really sucks. I'm a straightforward <laughs> person and you know that. And I appreciate you and I love you and thank you for doing everything you can to help me in my life and help my family that has came to see you as well. So thank, you. thank you're the you. best. Well, ladies and gentlemen, after that episode, I feel calm. <laughs> I feel like I need to go see Tracy right away, pack up and go see her, but I'll definitely try and try and go there this week. But the topics Tracy and I discussed, they have a special place in my heart. And if you are in need of finding a way to release negative energy or bring positive energy into your body, contact Tracy, like I said, When we concluded the interview with her, even though she's not in Florida, I'm sure she knows people in other states that do what she does or can help you over the phone or can just help certain treatments with you. So I'm sure there's a way she can make it work, but I promise you contacting her will maybe be one of the best decisions you've ever made because me going there has been one of the best decisions I've ever made. And... Overall, you know, this was a great first episode. This is exactly what I wanted the tone of this episode to be was about healing and bringing positive energy into the world and education because those things are all important. That's the reason I have the show. That's the reason the show is continued on for season two. It did very well for season one. We brought it back. We're bringing a network on to expand and to have other hosts have their own shows on the network. So It's all exciting news. And talking about the network for a second, we have two shows lined up for you out of the gate. A tax show, an insurance show with two different hosts. And be sure to either listen to this show or you can check out social media and you'll be able to learn a little bit more about them, a little bit more about the hosts and when they're gonna drop and what their schedule is gonna be. But as always, everyone, make sure you spread the word about this podcast. Make sure you're subscribed so you get notified when an episode goes live. I personally use Apple Music, sometimes Spotify. Apple Podcasts has been, they've been doing a little better with their updated podcast app. So make sure you click subscribe. If you wanna leave a five-star review, that always helps us. And you know if you were a long-time listener before, if you're new, I always say, always be a leader in whatever you're doing in life. You must always lead by example and you have to help others along the way. That's what being a leader is all about. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go get out of here, try and go schedule something in with Tracy. I love you all. Thank you for listening. That is it for episode number one of season number two. I appreciate you all. And I'm so excited to be back here talking to you. Thank you, everyone.